1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Hello. Hi, church fam. It's me, Salisha, and happy Black History Month. Um, I am... This week, we're re-airing our episode five from way back when uh, with my very special guest, Miss USA, Chesley Christ, who just recently passed away. Um, and so in honor of her, I would like to re-air her episode. Um. Chesley was a really special soul. I met her only for this interview. I I reached out to her on Instagram and she actually wrote me back while she was Miss USA. Just so down to earth and kind and genuine. And I am probably stuttering all over this episode because I was so starstruck and not once did she make me feel crazy. So I hope that you enjoy um, hearing her voice and listening to the advice that she has. Because if you don't know who she is, please look her up. She has the most beautiful curly hair basically down to the floor <laughs> and is just the most beautiful soul from the inside out, not a flaw on the girl. So um, I, I had a million questions for her like, how do you do this? How do you do that? And she was so patient and kind and answered all of my questions. So um, please sit back and enjoy this episode with my very special guest Chesley Crist. Rest in peace. to black hair in the big leagues i'm your host alicia thomas and y'all today i am just so giddy in my spirit our guest today oh my gosh she plays piano wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute she plays piano she has a blog she is a correspondent for extra tv but she's also an attorney to me she is the perfect example of what it looks like to reach your full potential, <laughs> and even with that said, I feel like she is just getting started. You guys, please help me welcome the reigning Miss USA 2019, Chesley Christ.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you so much for that introduction. You're so enthusiastic
1: this morning. Had your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I actually don't even drink coffee. I'm always
0: just like, I have Same, so much. I don't either, which is so funny. Like I always tell friends like, let's meet for coffee. And then I don't actually order coffee. I have like hot chocolate. Or something. What,
1: see, it it took me a while to get on that game because I would always order coffee for a coffee date and my body's like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't like, like it
0: that much. I mean, I'll drink it if it's, if I'm cold and that's the only thing that's like available, but otherwise, otherwise I'm like, no. Coffee.
1: I feel that. You look so beautiful. I'm so happy to see you and to meet you. Chesley, what an honor. Oh, thank you. It's, it's an honor to be on. Thank you. It's, so this is, it's a new show. It's a new podcast. I'm launching it next week. I'm so excited. So oh, my I'm- God, that's so cool. Congratulations. It's a huge endeavor. Thank you. It's like Broadway's been shut down for, since March. And it's yeah. like, you, I got to get my creative outlet somewhere. So yeah, we all do. Um, but can we dive in? Can we talk about, can we start with your year? <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> did you have any idea that so many history making events would happen in this one year of your reign? No, you know, I don't
0: think anybody could have predicted it. Um, You know, even outside of pageantry, I don't think anybody could have predicted that you would be struggling with, you know, this global pandemic, that our election would be so divisive, that there would be widespread unrest across the country. I mean, there's so much that nobody could have predicted. But, you know, I'm glad that I still get to be Miss USA during this time. It's been really exciting. And I think the organization itself has been really flexible in dealing with what's happening and trying to make sure that we're still connecting
1: with our audience and inspiring people to be their best selves. Right. I feel like you've been doing a great job, like, like from the outside, looking at you. I'm like, okay. It looks like your year is still in full force. Like, it's <laughs> it's great to watch. I'm And I'm happy that it didn't, like come to a halt because of everything that's happening yeah um well, thank you um but can we get into it because I have so many questions about, <laughs> <Let's> dive <in. laughs> about this crown on your head that you have grown not your miss USA crown <laughs> this crown <laughs> literally like what I need to where should we start can you tell me a little bit about your um your racial background. Oh, okay.
0: So my, my mom, she's black, my dad's white. Um, and so, um, I have like a mixed blended family and I think seeing the different cultures and seeing sort of the background uh, between, you know, my parents has been really interesting. Like Thanksgiving at, you know, my grandma, my paternal grandmother's house is very different from Thanksgiving on my maternal, you know, grandmother, um, at her house. So I think seeing those two sides has been really interesting.
1: What kind of curl would you just dis- define your curls as? If you know, like three C. I 4C.
0: don't know, and
1: I've not like I I always read where people are talking
0: about like their different curl, right. Their number and everything, and I've never really known mine, especially because like my hair, the curl pattern is different on different sides of my head. Like the back of my head doesn't curl at all. I don't know if you can kind of see, like no, I've never noticed that ever. Patterns. Because the good thing is that, like, it is in the back of my head. And so when I'm talking to people, you can't see. But, like, if you're standing behind me, there have been several times where I've been on photo shoots. And they've been like, oh, you forgot to, like, actually apply product to the back of your head. I'm like, no, I did. It just doesn't curl. So there's there's so many different curls. Whereas, like, in the front of my hair, you know, I have these tight um, little ringlets. And so it's just, I don't know, it's probably, like, three different kinds at different parts I've never really known.
1: It's it's gorgeous, y'all. If you're listening and you're not watching this broadcast, Chesley has the biggest mane you've ever <laughs> seen. It's just this gorgeous. Oh my goodness! Oh, so tell you. me, a, you're welcome. I want to know about your hair journey. It's not always been this, has it? Has no, it? Oh no,
0: yes. Yeah, so when I was when I was a kid, my mom uh, used to relax my hair uh, because you know I have I have there's six of us, so I have five siblings. And as you can imagine, like getting ready in the mornings is, is pretty hectic. And I think what she understood, what many women understood was like, you know, if you want to have uh, manageable hair, you relax it. So from the time I was, I don't, actually, I don't even know when it, when it really started, but until I was a uh, freshman in college, I used to get relaxers. And so I would, my hair was always straight. It was usually pretty long, but it was straight and I had some curl patterns sometimes, but it was mostly waves. It wasn't real curls. And uh, when I got to college, I ran track in undergrad and having flat iron hair was just impossible uh, while you're smoking and working out so much. So instead of leaving my hair relaxed, I decided to just grow it out. I was was getting kind of tired of having to get my hair relaxed all the time because, you know, unless you know how to relax your own hair, now you got to go to a salon and depend on their time and- you're broke as a college student, you don't have the money for all that. right? And so when I was a, I think it was, I think I was still a freshman in college. I did the big chop and and my hair was so short for a long time. And and now it's not, now it's this. And it took a long time to figure out how to do it and how to deal with it. But that's sort of the long and short of it.
1: I was gonna ask if you've ever had a big chop. Like, was that terrifying? Oh (laughs)
0: my gosh, yes, it definitely was. My sister, she has a salon, she specializes in natural hair, and she was the one who cut it for me. And I remember, I remember she cut it off and I just looked in the mirror and just started crying. <laughs> I was oh. like, oh God, I look like a boy. That was the shortest my hair had ever been. My hair had been long my entire life. And so I just remember thinking like, I hate it. I can't believe I did this and it was then that me and my sister realized that my hair curls differently not only front versus back but also side to side so like my left side of my of my head is mostly waves and the right side is curls it is very obvious when she cut it so i was like i've cut my hair off and it's and i don't even have the curls that i want um so uh so it was very scary initially but you know you get used to it you figure out the products and styles that you like, and then you really get into your groove. And so it took a little bit for me to get into my groove, but I'm there now.
1: Okay. So about this groove, can you walk me through your daily routine? Do you (laughs) do it every day? Is it? No, I probably once
0: every five days. Yeah, it it takes, you know, I, I think it, my, my routine varies a little depending on what I'm doing that day and whether or not I've worked out. Because if I, um, if I work out, obviously I'll have to do more maintenance during the week than, than if I don't. Um, So this week, I think I washed my hair on Monday, maybe. And, uh, and, you know, did applied product, applied leave-in to my whole head and did some finger curls in the front. And then after that, like, I think Wednesday and yesterday morning, I did some touch-ups just because, you know, it was raining outside. And so my hair got a, a little more frizzy. And so I had to touch up some curls here and there. But as far as like really, uh, you know, doing the whole thing, I only did that on Monday and everything else is just touch ups. And then the following week I'll do like a moisture treatment and then start
1: again on Monday. So, so I'm like fine. literally trying to visualize all this instead of taking notes right now. I'm going to have to, <laughs> where are you right now? Like where in the world are you right now? I'm in New York City. Oh, Hi, me too. Yeah, oh, really?
0: That's yeah. so if you hear like construction and people screaming or random music outside, like
1: that's what yes. I'm in the Yes, that's absolutely, I was like, Lord, my, I am getting new neighbors. I'm like, please don't do construction today. Oh my God, it's the
0: worst. That and like I live, uh, where I live, there's just a lot of flashing lights all the time. So there's like literally flashes of light. You can see like red every now and then right above my head, but
1: Amazing. I'm getting used
0: to it eventually.
1: Um, can I ask what products you're using right now?
0: Uh, yeah. So we actually have a a hair sponsor, Chi, um, so I've actually made a video about some of the products that I've tried from them. I've also used other products, you know, during my life, I've tried a ton of different brands. And so I'm always switching, always trying new stuff. Um, so, but it's been cool. I I think it it took a while for me to realize that when I do my hair, I need to have both a leave-in conditioner and a gel. Because for a while, I didn't use a leave-in conditioner. I would only use like a curl cream. And I've realized that my hair needs something with a stronger cold. So I always use both a leave-in conditioner to hydrate my curls. Because any curly girl knows like the the big struggle for us is keeping your curls moisturized. Yes. It's so hard to keep moisture in my head. So always a leave-in conditioner after I shampoo and condition. And then after that, I also use a really strong gel. Um, And a lot of people, I think, sort of, you know, lean away from using gels because your hair will sometimes feel hard after the gel, but I think what's helped me to sort of um, loosen that that really crackly hold is I'll take some argan oil after I've applied the product and after I've gone through it once with the diffuser, I'll put argan oil in my hair and that usually breaks that hardness. So my hair is usually pretty soft even after I use a a really strong hold with a gel.
1: So, when you're doing all of this process, how long would it take you, like in one sitting? if it's a pen
0: ready? so if i if I'm washing my hair that day, i've I've been trying as of late to do more um, moisture treatments with castor oil. And so that whole process, I'll put castor oil in my hair, I'll sit under a dryer for like twenty minutes. That process itself takes like thirty minutes to apply it, sit under the dryer. And then, you know, to actually wash it and detangle in the shower, that pl- takes anywhere from like 15 to 20 minutes. Afterwards, if I do my whole head with leave-in and a gel and dry it, that'll probably take like an hour, hour 15 or 20. Um, but if I'm actually finger curling the entire thing, I mean, that instead of taking an hour, that'll probably take like Two and a half or three hours. Oh my gosh. It just depends. Because I have a lot of hair and it's really thick. And you know, if I if I although I usually don't do like the longer process of like two and a half or three hours very often, I'll do that like, I don't know, once wait, second. do you actually finger curl? It? Like Yeah, yeah. You'll take each individual curl and like wrap your finger around it so it's twisting the product in there. And what I've realized is hel- is so helpful in that process. Is that it separates each curl. So rather than having like huge clumps of hair that are like sort of tangled together almost sometimes, it really does separate the curl well. And so for some reason my hair ends up lasting much longer, um, especially ah. if I don't work out. I mean, usually if I do, if I do that three and a half hour process, I won't even have to do touch-ups in my hair for you know three or four days. Um, as long as I'm not working out. If I'm working out, that changes the game altogether. Uh, but, but it's just a really, it's much more helpful, even though it takes really, really long. But, you know, for a day-to-day kind of thing, I usually just, I use, a, I think it's called a Denman brush um, for all of my I favorites. just got one! Okay, yeah, they're they're super helpful, especially for detangling. So I'll do that for for my head, and then just for the front pieces is when I'll do the finger curl, just to make sure that, like, the front looks tight.
1: We're going to cut for a short ad break. So one of the things that, like, in the Broadway community, what we're talking about, some of the girls that I've had on here, we talk about, how is your backstage? Are there any people of color handling the wigs and all the the things? For you, you have to travel. You are doing all of these appearances. Not everybody knows what to do with texture like yours and with somebody who has as much hair as you. Mm -hmm. How do you... Do you travel with the same hair person? Do you do it yourself? Are you teaching people? Like what are you?
0: Yeah, I just do it myself um, for the most part. And there have been different people who have like tried to do my hair every now and then. But for the most part, I just like mostly insist that I do do it myself. Um, There have been a few exceptions. Um, For some photo shoots, usually they'll have somebody there um, there, there have been a, a couple of times where, where they've had somebody there just to do touch-ups. Um, but I can't think of a time. Oh, there was one time when we were doing a photo shoot for our sponsor, Chi. There was a person there who did my hair. And he understood, like, he, he obviously was using the Chi products. He understood that you need to finger curl, you know, my hair. And so he knew how to do it and, and did a pretty good job. Um, other than that, I just do my own just ask you know our our managers here at MUO to talk to the people who are you know organizing whatever shoot or interview or event and just say like she'd like to do her own hair is there somebody that needs to do her hair and usually they'll be like no just come with it you know done and we'll just style it whether I'm doing like you know a ponytail or a
1: bun or whatever Um, I mean it works out that you know how to do your hair Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it took a while to even get there
1: because, like I said, I mean, trying different products,
0: trying different, you know, methods and ways to do my hair. All of that took time. But now I'm in a good place. And so I feel pretty good about just telling people I know how to do
1: my own hair. I'm just going to do it. You know how to do it. I'm like, was it patience? I just am like, oh, I'm still trying to figure out what to do with my curls. But I feel like I'm relatively new to the natural hair game. So. Well, they look I'm,
0: nice from here. I mean, I can see like I love the bang. I wish I, I sometimes I miss having my bangs because I used to have bangs too. Um, but it looks good. I mean, what are you what are you working on right now? What are you like
1: worried about? Well, I've been doing a lot of twist outs, but I'm working on wash and goes, and so. I feel like I've gotten the twist-out game. I know how to like lengthen my curls, and I love the movement that comes with it. Yeah. But the goal, I think, is a wash-and-go, to be able to jump in the shower, jump out, and hit the road. Um, See, ugh,
0: but I got to say, the wash-and-go, even the word itself, is very deceiving. There's nobody that I know, personally, who... Actually embodies the sense of wash and go and the ease that that it makes it makes it sound like so easy like you just get yes power, you wash your hair the white girls no nobody does that nobody does that even the white girls don't do that like <laughs> like they, they still have to go through you know a whole drying process and sometimes flat ironing or barrel curling or whatever but especially natural girls that I I was I think I was reading a thread online and somebody was talking about how deceiving the wash and go word is like no. So, so don't even, just scratch that off the list. Like just know that a wash and go is not easy, especially the first day. The ease of the wash and go comes on like day two and day three, when all you had to do is like take your hair out of your bonnet and then it makes it easy. But first day, oh no, there, there is no, like I get to wash in 20 minutes and okay. I'm out the door. That's not a thing.
1: Okay. So you do use a bonnet at night. Is, is that what it Yes. I have a
0: giant, it's like a jumbo bonnet. It is huge. I can picture it.
1: Yeah. I have a little bonnet. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. We're best friends. You'll, you'll graduate to the bigger ones. Trust me. You'll
1: get there. Oh, literally the goal. Okay, wait. So, and we might jump back and forth, but one of the things, I, I did a deep dive, Chesley, <laughs> and I realized when you had run for Miss North Carolina, mm-hmm. you decided to wear, okay, I need you to correct me on anything that I'm getting wrong. Okay. <laughs> You had your natural hair. It seemed like all of the pageants that you had run in before, then you had straight hair Mm -hmm. for the most part. For Miss North Carolina, you were like, I'm going to wear my hair natural. Okay, stay with me for a second. You did not win that pageant. But then the next year, you ran again with your straight hair. You ended up winning. And then the next next phase was Miss USA. Mm -hmm. I want to know, and you... You competed at Miss USA with your natural hair. Yes. I okay. I've done a few pageants myself, and woo! I would feel like woo. <laughs> and um, Miss America organization and the Miss World organization. Oh, awesome! Um, I was Miss Fullerton in Miss in the Miss America organization at out of California, Perfect. and then I. Uh, was Miss California for the Miss um, World Organization. Oh, that's awesome, congrats. Thank you, girl, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> well, my thing is if I lost one year wearing my natural hair, that would have killed my confidence to wear it, uh, like in, if I lost with my curls and won with my straight hair, I, my confidence would have been very low to compete again with my natural hair. Yeah. Was that ever a thought for you?
0: Um, no, only because by the time that I won this North Carolina USA, like you said, my hair was straightened. I, was, I had like barrel curls or something.
1: They were um, beautiful.
0: I, yeah, thank you, thank you. But by then I'd, I had already been regularly wearing my natural hair. It was like all over my social media pages, day-to-day at my law firm, I was wearing my hair naturally. And so most people who were close to me and knew me and even my directors after they like saw my social media and stuff knew me for, you know, wearing my natural hair. And so most of the people that I talked to who were in my circle were like, oh, you're going to wear your hair naturally for Miss USA, right? And I was like, oh, wait, am I a shirt. So, I mean, it was, it was funny to me that, that for other people, it was obvious that I would be myself and be authentic and wear my hair the way that most people knew me um, to be wearing my hair. And, uh, and so for me, it was it was an easy decision. Um, you know, on top of that, on top of other, getting the encouragement from other people and sort of seeing that, like, I need to be my most authentic self, um, you know, in the alternative, like, when you're at Miss USA, there are 51 contestants, 51 of us, 51 delegates from, you know, all 50 states and the, the District of Columbia. And so, obviously, you need to sort of set yourself apart from other people. And for me, the way to, you know, set myself apart was like, there aren't going to be that many women who are on the miss usa stage wearing their natural hair you know obviously we would had a miss usa um, just a couple of years before kyra mccullough who had worn her natural hair in one but still it wasn't like common and so i i remember scrolling through the pages of other delegates and saying like nope she's not going to wear natural hair nope she doesn't have natural hair you know curl pattern like me and so I figured there were going to be, like, three of us, maybe, who were going to be wearing natural hair at, at Miss USA. And so I was like, well, <laughs> this is the way to make it easy. This is the way to be, you know, a little different. I mean, even – I think when I when I got to Miss USA uh, to compete, I, I arrived with my hair straight. And there were a couple times people were confusing me with other contestants. Like, there, there was once that <laughs> – <laughs> me, oh. me and Miss Oklahoma USA would like joke about how we were twins because there were a couple of times where people wouldn't be able to to separate the two of us and so um oh, right. I think that just reconfirmed really <laughs> like I need to make sure that I set myself apart by wearing my natural hair and so it was both like an authenticity thing and, and also like a strategic decision to to wear my natural
1: hair I feel like uh you're one of those for such a time as this like God put you there for a reason because you are such a role model to so many people oh, older, you. younger than you. Seriously, I feel like when I was competing, the it was not even a question. You would not touch the stage with natural hair. <laughs> and I don't know if that was a California thing, if it was like just kind of a not strict, but a very conservative area that I lived in or what it was. But it was that was not even a question, mm. Chesley. It's like. If you come on stage, I I showed up with my natural hair once and somebody my one of my directors was like, "Are you going to do anything with that?" Like, <laughs> kind of frizzy. Like and I've heard many people have sort of similar stories too. Yeah, and so to watch you on this national stage. You said it felt like that's the obvious next step. It was the next thing for you to do. It was just it was even easy. But on the outside looking in, that is the most (laughs) trailblazing. Like, it gives me chills because I'm like, do you guys see? Do you see? Look, she's doing it. And that, to me, it's saying to the world, like, this is beautiful. We've got a Miss USA rocking her natural curls. I'm going to rock mine. (laughs) Oh,
0: Well, thank you. I think, you know, for me, I think there have been other Miss USA's who have worn, you know, their natural hair. Like I said, you know, Kyra McCullough and Susie Castillo. But I think the important note is, is not to treat those uh, winners as anomalies, is that we need to see more and more winners and more and more women doing well with their natural hair. Otherwise, people will say, you know, she was the exception. I can't wear my natural hair. And, and you know, like you and like me, you know, I, I think when I started competing both in the Miss America organization and in the Miss USA, the Miss Universe organization. Um, I had never worn my natural hair except for you know the one time at I think it was in like 2018. Um, so I think many people have that view, have that mindset like I can't wear my natural hair. but I think the more and more of us you see me and you know like I said Kyra, Susie Castillo and other other winners and other women who are in the top five or the top 10 or whatever when you see more and more of us doing it more yes. often, that's when it becomes normalized and we no longer are the exceptions we are just a part of many women who have this option of wearing their natural hair so i'm waiting i'm waiting until we get like you know somebody with like a full big fro. i think that's one of the reasons why so many people love seeing Zosie, for example win because she has i mean she's described her hair as like coarse and she has a different curl path. i mean she's she has a you know really really different hair it's short um, and so it's something that you never would have imagined i think us seeing like Miss Jamaica. Um, I think it was in 2017, who was in the top three at Miss Universe, who had, you know, an afro. I think seeing more and more of that is yeah. essential. Like, I and I'm waiting for us to see like a full brushed out fro on the Miss
1: Universe. <gasps> Oh my cool. goodness. I have chills. And like on the inside, I'm like, I have a fro. Yeah. <gasps> it,
0: I'm always know. like, could
1: I, would I ever dare to show up to the Tony Awards with my, with my natural hair? Like that. Yeah. With an afro I don't know like you might be inspiring me no
0: promises well, well I mean other people have inspired me like I think it was Sierra who wore the giant brushed out fro at the Met Gala and you know other stars who have worn brushed out fros on red carpets inspired me to wear you know my brushed out fro on the BET um I saw the that rock awards yeah and so it's like we need to see more of this if we just do it just do it you know we'll show other people that it's possible
1: Uh, especially when like the public perception of you is already oh she is beautiful it's like you can revolutionize anything (laughs) we'll be right back right after the break So your mother, she was a Mrs. North Carolina as well?
0: Yes. Yes. She was a former Mrs. North Carolina U.S. 2002. So she won a pageant for married women, and she really was my inspiration for competing.
1: That's Awesome. I have a friend, her name's Shantea McIntyre, who did the Mrs. California. And so she's also married with four beautiful children. so I'm like, I understand that, that system. Um, And she was talking about you in her interview. Her curls are gorgeous too, Chesley. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I need to look her up so I can see them. Oh, she's fabulous. (laughs) Um, But like, can we talk about, and this is not your hair, but like you have a 16 pack. Can we talk about your abs for a second? I'm literally like, I just need to put your picture on my wall, and <laughs> so I can put that, the Cheetos down. Look like that? <laughs> how? 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 Chiseled. You're chiseled.
0: Oh well, thank you. Thank, well, you know, I think I just have an athletic background. I wish I could say it was just me and just me putting in hard work all the time. Um, that certainly is a part of it, but also like, you know, my dad was a college athlete. My mom just ran, like, the New York Marathon for the first time last year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and my, you know, one of my brothers played pro soccer in Australia. Another one of them was a D1 football player who just graduated. And so, like, you know, we just we're as athletes at my house. And I think it's not really, like, just that we work hard. It's also that that's sort of where we come from is, like, our parents. And they all, everybody runs. My stepdad does CrossFit. Everybody does. It's, like, our activity on the weekends. Like, who's going to the gym with us? Um, so, so I think that was really it, which is like the culture of athletics within my family.
1: Oh yeah. I don't come from a family like that. And <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I think
0: that most people have more, more interesting things to do than just going to the gym on the weekends. But that for us, that's, that's what we, that's what we like. So we're used to,
1: um, well, it's bomb and it looks bomb. Um, I have a few more questions before you, for you, before I let you go, um, yeah. So obviously this year, the pandemic kind of is just sucks. It honestly just sucks. But before all of that happened, um, and there might have been some crossover. Can we talk about Black Teen Miss USA, Black Miss Universe, Black Miss America, you Miss USA, and I even (laughs) think maybe Miss World also is Black. Mm. What is it like being a part of this girl gang of history I mean, for such a time as this, if there was ever a time to win a, your, the title that you have, what I think God is just like, oh, this is a, the best time for you. Aww. How do you feel about about that?
0: Yeah, I think that it's been really exciting. And, you know, just as a pageant fan and a woman of color, it's, it's thrilling to watch. Uh, but it's also a little surreal to know that, like, I'm a part of it. Because there are so many times where I'm like, oh my gosh, so cool. We've got all these women of color who are in these incredible roles. And I'll be looking at pictures and I'll be like, oh my God, I forgot. Like I'm one of them. And I think that, that moment um, is just for me, a really a full full circle moment because I've been a pageant fan for so long. And there have been so many women of color who have been trailblazers for me. And um, you know, like my mom that I mentioned, and it's, it's just exciting. It's exciting to be a part. And I hope that, more more women of color are so inspired by us that they compete and that they understand that not only can they win as black women, they can bring their friends with them.
1: I love that, well said. Um, and another question that I have for you is, I know that being a part of a pageant system, a lot of times you, when you are saying anything public, especially political or that could be controversial, there's like a way and an art almost of saying it without offending anybody. It's kind of what you have to do because you've got people from all sides looking at you. You're representing, especially at your national um, platform, you've got people from all sides listening to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. How do you balance that, trying to not offend anybody, with, okay, George Floyd has just died and now (laughs) there is a whole movement and I, fit into that demographic, like that's my, how do you balance Black Lives Matter, but also not offending the, like what, how do you deal with that? So I have
0: to give props to the Miss Universe organization for empowering women, including me, to to say what's on our minds because I, there's certainly been times in my pageant journey when I felt like I couldn't say what I really meant or what I was really feeling because I was afraid of being judged or afraid of offending someone, but I think the Miss Universe organization, from the start of my reign, has always and has always told me to just say what's on my mind. I, like I, there's been so many controversial topics that we have yes. covered. Um, I think maybe a week or two into my reign, we I was doing an interview and I was asked about anti-abortion laws. Um, several weeks after that, we were talking about. Um, immigration policies, especially you know ICE and their treatment of people at the border, and, and you know putting kids in cages. Uh, we've talked about the legalization of marijuana, and so when it came down to um, George Floyd being murdered and talking about Black Lives Matter, it was an obvious step to talk about what was happening because we'd already talked about many other topics. And I think for this particular one, talking about Black Lives Matter, um, this shouldn't be controversial. This isn't about you know. Left or right, democratic or Republican, it's about right and wrong. And you should, as you know, public figure, talk about what's happening. Um, so I'm glad. I'm glad that, that we have covered those topics, and I'm I'm looking forward to you know the next title holder covering the same topics and talking about these important issues. And I'm glad that the Miss Universe organization
1: has, has has
0: made that possible by giving us that platform.
1: Oh, I love 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 all of that um thank you and also because we're wrapping up i'm gonna get you, i'm gonna get you out of here um are you ready to give up your title in november <laughs> how do you feel i have mixed
0: feelings because i mean by the time that i crown the next miss usa miss usa 2020 i will have been miss usa for 557 days that's a long- oh my gosh yeah that's that's a really long time so you know, I'm ready and I'm excited and you know, glad that I'll be able to crown somebody new and see what her journey is like while I start my own and in, in my new career. But on the other, on the other, you know, hand, I'm kind of sad because I know I've, I've kind of grown into this role and and, right. I'm, and like now I'm used to being Miss USA and like now they're gonna take it back from me. That that part of it is is a little heart wrenching. But I, I think just the excitement of Seeing the pageant and me starting my own life, um, you know, my, my sort of next step, I think that excitement kind of dulls the pain of not being able to be Miss USA anymore.
1: Oh, I will be watching. It's November 9th, right? November 9th, yeah. And then Miss Teen USA is on
0: November 7th. So that'll be just a couple of days before.
1: Oh, I cannot wait to watch. I'll be crying with you from my
0: living room. <laughs> I'm be sobbing on stage. They're going to have to carry me out in a wheelbarrow.
1: Oh my goodness. I am so in love. Thank you so much for coming on here. I appreciate you spending the time and for letting me ask all of the hair questions. I'll be like, let me get some chi, honey. Absolutely, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much, Chesley. Awesome, thank y'all. Dear Queen Chesley, you are so deeply missed. And thank you for coming on my show, rest in peace. For those of you who are interested, I have the video um, of this interview on my website and um, I wrote her a little something from my heart and that's on my, my website, salishathomas.com if you wanna go check it out or have the visual for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Black Hair in the Big Leagues. And happy Black History Month. I'll see you next week.